What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round. Uh, today, we have got a very special episode with two guys that are a part of the familia, a part of the Rage Rowdy family. It's the fellas from Rage Rowdy Racing. We got Dawson Edwards and Caleb Conrady here. Boys, how we doing today? Rough. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, rough, rough as a cop, man. Rough is the only way to describe <laughs> that, how we're doing. That is true. We're excited to be here for sure. Don't get yeah. us wrong, but rough is a great way to put it. Like I said, the last 48 hours, I would put up with some of the worst 48 ever, all time. It was so bad, you guys didn't even get to watch the NASCAR race. No, we, we didn't. We didn't watch one lap, and uh, <laughs> God, that's a rare yeah. Yeah, I, I hope everybody understands how difficult it is to get us to not watch a race on Sunday. Something's got to be compl- absolutely wrong or every right kind of right. And it was yeah. every wrong kind of yeah. wrong. So for those that don't know, these guys are on the road with uh, with Travis Tritt. Um, Caleb is the assistant tour manager. Dawson is one of the stage techs. And they spend their weekends traveling around. And then usually they're back on Sunday to yeah. watch the Cup Series race and then talk about it on Raised Rowdy Racing. So this week, you guys were where on the road? Myrtle Beach yesterday, uh, Hawassee the day before, and then Cherokee, North Carolina the day before that. Okay, so the Carolinas. So how'd the first two shows go? Phenomenal. Yeah. Cher- the, uh, the Cherokee s- was just normal. Yeah, Cher- there was nothing weird about Cherokee. That was fine. The second show, Travis literally said that, like, we should use that for a base of every show, how great it went. Really? <clears throat> yeah. It yeah. Was, Everything about it was perfect. Yeah, it's like a hometown crowd for him. So he sold the place out. They have garage doors in the back. They opened up the garage doors, and it's an indoor venue, and they had hundreds of people standing outside even. So, I mean, this place was not just packed out. It was packed out, out. So he was stoked. It's a Georgia crowd, so everybody loves him since he's from there. And yeah, so they redneck. Were, there was a guy that even, he got so out of his mind, they had to carry him out during trouble. And so the whole time he's trying to play trouble and <laughs> – Introduced the band the song before. There's these paramedics dragging some dude out. He had eyes that were just going in opposite circles. That that to me is just perfect. Let me tell you what this man said. He said, I drank a little. I've been on a diet. I drank a little before I got here. 
Then I drank a little when I got here. <laughs> and then he, he died. He, no, he didn't pass out. He didn't pass away, but he he died. He did everything but. <laughs> he shit his pants. The cop told us he shit his pants. He shit his pants? He shit his pants, yeah. So they had all these paramedics, all these EMTs, and then the cops came up and talked to us later. And she's like, yeah, when he bent over, I could just smell nothing but raw shit. <laughs> so he, she's like, he shit his pants. Whoa! They took old, him to the hospital. How, how old was this guy? Raymond. His name was Raymond. He was fifty-three. That's the only information they, they got out of him. They called me Raymond. They that's exactly me. what we <laughs> said. That's exactly what we said too. <laughs> Dude, I, it, I, I, that is plum ass embarrassing. It For was. his friends, him. His family, his wife, his parents, everybody. It, it would have been embarrassing in the back of the auditorium. It's twice as embarrassing when you're in the fourth row. And they right have to drag monitor you. World. The quickest way for him to get out of the venue was to be brought to the stage across the front row and out. So imagine smelling like shit. Coming down the center Dude's aisle. stomach's hanging out. <laughs> stomach hanging out with two people carrying was, you that what, what don't want to be there. What was, old Raymond, what was old Raymond wearing? A red a white, shirt. No, was a it? white shirt and black blue jeans. Oh, I must have had a light on me. It looked like it was no, red. No hat on? No hat. Nothing. I don't remember a hat. I don't either. Yeah, I'm, no I'm, I'm hoping this guy had like a mullet, like a no, head no, bald, bald, no, no, bald. bald headed. Bald for sure. Yeah, no, no hair, no hair to be had. You guys must see some characters out there. Oh yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. all ages, shapes, and sizes. Yeah, actually, they were in Cherokee. Yeah. last year that was one of our favorite stories that we told on the Raised Rowdy Racing podcast of the the fat motherfucker in the orange shirt. Yes, going yes. up and knocking on Travis's door in the middle of the day. <laughs> I get a text from Travis and I'm like, oh crap, somebody's knocking on his door. So I go running down there. He says some dude in an orange shirt's knocking on my door. Somebody's unloading a Cisco van right next to him, and they're wearing an orange shirt. And I'm like, did you just knock on this Travis's happened this door? weekend? This is what he's this happened this weekend. No, the knocking on the door was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the this what you're talking about this weekend happened. Yeah, yeah. No, the, guy, the guy shitting himself no, happened this weekend. Yeah, that happened this weekend. Uh, but the the same Cisco truck that. So I'm I, making sure that everybody realizes yeah. he's telling the news stories oh, from no, this I, weekend. I was getting the, around they, there. They, they, oh. both, they, they both involve a Cisco truck, and yes. they both involve a fat yeah. motherfucker in an orange shirt. <laughs> I get told that there's a big guy in an orange shirt knocking on my door. And I go down there the first time, and there's a Cisco truck unloading, and the person that is unloading it is a big butch woman that is wearing an orange shirt. I so I go up, and I talk to her, and I'm like, hey, did you just knock on Travis's door? Do you know who that is? And she's like, no, I didn't. And we sat there, and we talked for like 20 minutes. She was so nice. Later on that day, I get another text message during loadout. Hey. That fat motherfucker in the orange shirt's knocking on my door again. You need to come out here. I'm coming out hot. So I go oh, running down there. What is what is Travis? You know what Travis means when he means I'm coming out hot? Oh, 100%. Probably dude's, a microphone dude is a, between the dude's eyeballs. Yeah, a microphone in between dude's eyeballs. Oh, man. The microphone with the red dot sight. And... Uh, <laughs> So I come running out there, and I don't see him. So I stand out by that bus. It is the middle of March. I'm freezing my ass off. And I'm standing by his bus for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and I see the dude drive by, park right in front of his bus. And I come running up there, and he's about to knock, and he's holding like a gift bag full of something. We later find out it's moonshine. He's trying to give it's it to the banding crew. Moonshine. Comes up there and starts knock, like, about to knock on the door. Dude, if you knock on that door, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking beat your ass. Oh, jeez. Scares, scares him half to death. Travis does that? No, I no, yelled that. that. I yelled that at the that. guy. So Travis Got him to stop, because so, if he knocked on that door one more time, I'm getting fired, and you're probably not leaving the property. 
So we ended up getting getting it all figured out. It was a guest involved. But we went back again this year. This is what I was talking about right here. That same Cisco truck pulls up within, I'm talking like a foot and a half, maybe less of Travis's bus, backs in there so that they can unload around the nose of his bus. So they're there for 30 minutes, and I get a text. Hey, there's a Cisco truck parked within inches of my bus. You better make sure they don't hit it. I go running out there, and I find the guy. It's the same woman wearing the same orange shirt as last year. I love it. I love it. So Ain't much change in Cherokee in 365 days. When I pulled Travis up to the stage later on, I'm like, man, you remember that fat motherfucker in the orange shirt from last year? He's like, yeah. I said, well... That Cisco woman was wearing the same orange shirt, and I just was getting fly- I was getting some flashbacks. He started laughing in the elevator oh, before we sent him to stage. So. That's great. What's it like working with work? We'll get into the the chaos of this weekend mm. in the past forty eight hours being some of the worst forty eight hours of y'all's lives. What's it like <laughs> working with working with a legend, a guy who's been doing it, and a crew that's been doing it longer than y'all have been alive longer yeah. than any of us maybe except for maybe McElwain. he's old as fuck um except for like <laughs> except for except Sorry, like, like like who's been like working with the trick crew who's been doing it literally for for decades legendary what's it like being in that camp i tell caleb all the time there'll be something that's happened i'm like the other day travis comes over and he's joking with us about nascar i don't watch movies just putting it out there. I don't watch movies. People hit me with movie quotes and shit all the time. I don't get any of them. TV shows, don't do it. So anyway, word gets back to him that I've never seen some kind of what blazing saddles. I think it was blazing saddles we never were talking saw, about at the that's time. A classic. Okay, here we go. So we you're, you're already saying the of... same thing that everybody else says. It's a classic, you know, yada yada yada, same thing. So that gets back to Travis and like he's like he goes, there's, you know, there's more to life than just NASCAR, you know, whatever. Like, we're joking around, and he's asked me, like, four times now, like, if I watched the movie, and I haven't watched it. But it's, like, that and, like, other examples I took, I was, like, what steps did we take in our life to where, like, Travis Tritt's talking about us, about NASCAR? It's, like, that's crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, that's just, like, weird to think about. Yeah. But, like, for us nowadays, it's just, like, us going to work. and it's just Travis. It's just Travis. It's just uh, Travis. Yeah. T. It's just T now. But T. it's, like, damn, you know, growing up, you know, I went to two Travis Tritt shows when I was a kid back in – sick kid. I was, like, in high school. <laughs> did, but any, did anyone shit themselves at these no, shows? No, no one shit themselves. <laughs> just knew That he knows us. Yeah, just not us. me. Not me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's the first thing that comes to mind is, like, I always tell Caleb, that's, like, how – we're hanging out with Travis Tritt. It's like it's pretty wild. How, like, the, yeah. how the fuck did we? How get did here? we get like what path like did we take to get here? And then like yesterday, it's like what path did we take to get here, dude? Because we might need a career change after that. After yesterday, yeah. I know for for me personally, it's kind of funny because I go back to when I was working for Luke Combs uh, doing his merch, and it was all while Hurricane was going from not even on radio till it was number one, and that's whenever I left. Uh, it's really funny. Between that, also tour managing for Dawson um, once or twice every now and then. That's uh, Dolphin Dolphin, Edwards. Dolphin Edwards. Uh, Doing all that back (laughs) in the day and now working for Travis, it's amazing how when you walk into a venue, the difference in the way that you get treated when you show up. Because when you're nobody Luke Combs and and when when you're these guys that are so green as grass that we're opening up for Corey Smith and have no idea what we're doing, I have to ask their tour manager for help all the time. It's amazing the difference in respect level when you walk in the venue 
and people immediately are introducing themselves to you. You don't have to find people. People find you. You don't have to. If I ask somebody to get me a bottle of Crown, I guarantee you they're going to buy the biggest bottle of Crown in the store, and they're going to give it to you. There's going to be people in fat, fat motherfuckers in orange shirts knocking on your door <laughs> trying to give you moonshine in the middle of nowhere. And it's that's the biggest difference for me is seeing how much Travis has done in his career. People treat you differently because of what he's done. Uh, like us, like yeah. the crew guys. Like, and I, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing half the time. Yeah, me neither. But it like we see, and this is not a dig on anyone because we're also trying to pursue our own careers yeah. in music and stuff. And we have been the artist in the little shoes, yes. but like being on the road with Travis, like us crew guys who are just low man on the totem pole, the people there treat us better than like the little artists. I say little artists, like the opening artists of people, you know, that are, you know, opening the show, like yeah. especially in these festivals and stuff. Like, it's like, that's the crazy part. Like just because we're with Travis, we get treated that way. Like when we went to Tortuga, which is just absolutely nuts. You know, you, Tortuga's nuts. And uh, the, the first day we're there, we're not even direct support. We were, like, third from the opener. It was, like, us, Nelly. Walker Hayes. Okay, yeah, Nelly. Us, then, Nelly, then Walker Hayes, then, then Morgan. Morgan Wallen. We were, like, way. We played at, like, 4 o'clock. What a lineup. <laughs> what? What? That doesn't all count Laney Wilson and all the other people that played before that day. So, like, you know, they started, like, 11 a.m. or something Jeez. nuts there. But, like, we're way up, way up than direct support. Last night we were direct support, and we got treated better at Tortuga than we did last night. But, like, the stage manager told us, he was like, he was like, in my eyes, y'all are the headliners. He was like, whatever space y'all need, take it. It's so because, they do because, it. because, because like because he's trapped because it's Travis and people yeah. respect Travis. He's a legend. He's the you know one of those iconic, especially guys. The, especially those OG local crew guys that have been yeah. doing it doing it as long. Most as, of them have worked all of his shows, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially in like the southeast and stuff. Yeah. The guy last night, one of the guys that was like one of the main people of that show. So Bud, our guitar tech, used to work for Travis from '89 to '09. So he was there for 20 years back in the day. He comes up and he was like. Bud Phillips And he's like I can't remember that guy's name He's like Jim Bob Holy shit It's good to see you He was like Dude He ran lasers on the 10 feet tall And bulletproof tour Back in like 1993 Wow And they'd known each other from that And he, <laughs> he was crazy. on the tour I mean he was on the crew On the tour You know yeah. the, the whole thing And it's like small world. They've all, you know, back in the day, Travis was selling out arenas, you know, every yep. night of the week, and they had ten tour buses and ten eighteen wheelers. So there's a lot of people in the music business that came from that that do other things now. Yeah, yeah. Travis was part of that big boom in the '90s, like that late '80s, early '90s country gold, like that that Garth mm -hmm. era, George Strait era. Right. By Don't compare him to Garth. He'd hate you. He'd, he'd kill you for <laughs> he'd saying hate that. that. Well, what, what, I'm, what I'm just saying is, <laughs> yes. What I'm saying yeah, exactly is, when, right. I just had to throw yeah. it out yes. there. When when <laughs> when country music went from just being a a redneck cultural thing in the southeast and in the great republic of Texas, your homeland, Caleb. Yeehaw. When it when it went global and went nationwide, Travis to me is a part of that yep. going nationwide because I remember seeing Travis Tritt mm -hmm. playing shows in the '90s in New York City, yeah. in Boston, in Chicago. In Los Angeles, like all over the all over the country, 
Um, speaking of of interesting people, and again, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the story. We had CMA Fest here this week. Yes, Nikki T and I, and Sweet Boy too. Sweet Boy did a lot for CMA Fest. He didn't even play one note on the drums, and he was just running around ragging ass like as a crew member, like ragging ass, just hustling. He was hustling. He got drunk as fuck. Had some good times on Broadway, but he worked his ass off during the day. He did great. We're gonna we, need to hear your stories. We now. had oh, he's got uh, off the mic, off the mic. Um, we had um, <laughs> save it for the other pod. Yeah, save it for the other one. Uh, we had uh, we had five um, five CMA Fest events, and this year we got to meet a guy. We got to meet all kinds of interesting people, but I got to meet a legend in current redneck Southern culture, legend in NASCAR culture. Guy by the name of Ori Lee, otherwise known Cornbread as Cornbread Cowboy. Cornbread Cowboy. Yeah, we follow each other yes. on social Ori, media. Ori, Ori and I. Yeah. Ori just happened to pop out on um, on our at our first CMA Fest event. He yeah. just happened to come and hang. He was like, "Ray's rowdy. What's this?" And we told him, and he came out to all the other events. Yeah, had a ball. He actually helped um, introduce Trey on stage at the fan club party. But uh, it was like talking to him and him. Just his persona and his personality. I was like, this guy has to meet Dawson and Caleb because that would be. We follow each other on social media, so that's pretty cool. The three of y'all together would yes. be. I don't know if the words. Have you ready seen for his it. social media post? I mean, I've seen all of the ones where he just posts the the words in front of it. And, and he's slowly walking. walking. Yes, and he's wearing <laughs> the most iconic NASCAR yes. shit I've ever seen. Yes. Like, he always is even cooler than like shit I have. And yeah. I, me and my dad it started. Like me and him sending them back and forth. It's like, dude, that Daryl Waltrip shirt's badass. Like, dude, this, you know, that shirt, Davy Allison yeah. shirt's badass. That's you know? so funny because yeah. I've never actually seen his personality because those are the only videos of him I've seen. So I'd love to actually get to know what he what he is like. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's he's a little quiet and gets a little gets some beers. Just the nicest guy. Just makes you oh hell makes yeah. you feel real good. Where when is you're he talking. from? He's from uh, South Carolina, uh, from Aiken, South Carolina. No and, clue where um, that is, but all right, uh, right on the right right. Near Augusta. Oh, so fuck. just the lower. We'll be there. Lo- we should get him tickets to the show next no, week. Yeah. Really? Hey, or, we got Ori, contact. Ori, um, if you watch this, um, I'll, I'll shoot him a message. He, he and let him know. We're, we, he follows me. I follow him. Yes, yeah, so you, yeah. you can. You can DM him. We're in can... Augusta next weekend. Not nope. Not next weekend, but the next weekend. We yeah. have, we're off for Father's Day and the Nashville nice. race, but the next weekend. Yeah, he um, he Ori was was awesome, and um, it was funny because um, he's. Just seeing how how he is in uh, in person, we definitely ripped some heaters together oh, on yeah. the patio at Live Oak, and um, we got him in some luxurious Ray's Rowdy merch. Hell so yeah. he'll, he'll be wearing he, those, uh, I'm sure. He'll enjoy this if he listens to this. So we're on. The, he he made this post one time. This was this was recently. This has been in the last couple months since we've been on the road. It's like, when did your childhood trauma start? And it's like one of those videos when Travis is in the wheelchair and he falls in the water and all this. So we're sitting on the bus. We're sitting on the bus one night. And I was like, man, I got to show y'all a video I saw this week. And I show them that video. It's like, when did your childhood trauma start? And I was like, they fucking love that shit. Like, I think it was like, tell me I was dreaming by Travis. Yeah, yeah. He's he drowned, whatever the fuck's Somebody going on. Falls he's in a wheelchair. There's, there's drowning going on and all this. And, uh, that's it's, it's so funny. It is so funny. I was like, I have to show everybody this. And dude, I had everybody on the bus. Did Travis see it? No, I didn't show Travis. Probably. Scott used Scott sends him Scott, a lot of yeah. those things. And our then, tour if, manager. If not, we'll ask Wendell a question. I'm not gonna tell the question. That's a little I feel like I don't know with the question. I don't with, even know what the question is. Well you'll so know in a second. But it, we we had a question about a person and another person back in the day. And uh, we asked Wendell, and Wendell gave us his opinion. He was like, you know, you should ask 
Travis. So Caleb just goes up to Travis oh. and fucking ask him. I don't mind telling that story. I'll tell that story right now. Yeah, you we, were, we were on the way somewhere. It. it was one of those times where we were leaving. At, <laughs> say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. <laughs> say it ain't so. <laughs> we were, uh, we were oh leaving. Oh, my God. I love that this is about to be fucking. We're saying this in a podcast. I love it. Yeah, we were leaving. Uh, <laughs> we were leaving somewhere right, at like so, seven. So put in, the, put in the context. Who's Wendell? Who are Wendell's the guitar players. player. Yeah, it's yeah, been we with were, Travis since day one. So my dad told me back in the day, I'll let you tell the whole story, but back in the day, a country music artist and a NASCAR driver's wife had a little thing going on. And at the same time, the NASCAR driver passes away and that wife starts showing up to all these shows and that fella is on tour with Travis at the time, opening for him. So... I can't remember what brought it up, but I was like, Wendell, this is, we're leaving out of town. We're leaving like on a Thursday night to go somewhere. And I was like, Wendell, I have a question for you. And, uh, I asked him the question. He told me what he thought. And he was like, you need to ask Travis. So I told Caleb. And then one day, Caleb, when he went that weekend, when he went to got him, yeah, he asked the question. Yeah, I just walked up. So I have to go get Travis before the shows start. So I go up and I'll ring his doorbell and I walk up onto the bus. Ring his doorbell, ding ding. Oh yeah, it's like you win this they little talk doorbell. To each other. It shows a bright ass light in your face, and he says either hello or he'll say something just completely Funny off the wall. Then that's how you know what mood he's in. What's the you know? wild? What's the wildest thing you've heard him say back? Uh, door answer. Like knock knock. Man. Who's there? I just like you ring the doorbell. <laughs> he loves to talk in a Chinese oh, little he, accent. Like yeah. when he answers the he thing, does. he does that all the time. Oh, that, that is Chinese true. Yeah, he's accent. like, oh hello. Yeah, just like that. Oh <laughs> and, hello. And I come on in. You know, and I'll just, shit like that. And if he says something goofy like that, I'll just come up with the first thing off the top of my head. Like, oh, uh, policeman's ball. Uh, we're here for donations. <laughs> something like that. And I was like, all right, come on in. Um, and so I went up there and I was like, Travis, we were driving down the road last night and we got on the subject of, are these two actually sleeping together? Were they, were they having an affair back in the day? And, (laughs) and Travis just looks up at me and goes, wait, uh, let me think. Mm, 1994. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't I can't say for certain, but I was pretty sure. I was she pretty was around. Sure. She, she was around. She was she was getting around. <laughs> so we just Christ. all dude, that shit's like, fucking incredible. I love going up and I'll ask him questions about stuff because I only ever get like five minutes with the guy. Yeah. So I'll I'll ask him different questions. Like we were talking about him building onto his house the other day and him building the new bus that he's getting from Liberty. And so I'll just sit there and ask him, like, oh, if we're if we're building all this, if you're building all this stuff, like, well, how are you making these decisions? What are you trying to go for? How much is it going to look like this? Just, just getting his picking what's, his brain. What's, on what's stuff. the setup of the Travis Trip bus? I'm guessing it's it's an it's is it just him on there, or it is it is, him and a crew member? Uh, no, no, it is it's just, just him. him, and he brings his family out. Okay, yeah. nice. So he's got yeah. I mean, his bus is phenomenal on the inside. I mean, this it's thing is getting older. Yes. It, it's breaking down a lot. So he's he's actually getting a new one designed, and I've got a, a big a vague visual of the outside, but the interior is all hardwood yeah. marble countertops everything is like some shade of brown so that it's like sounds brown like, leather sounds like our friend papa tracy tracy lawrence it breaks down pretty frequently because yeah. they, they go with Man. what you, you go with what you know you know tracy lawrence i loved 
uh, I can't remember whose podcast. It was either him DM, on a podcast. It was DM, it was DM Monday. Mm-hmm. That he was on a podcast or something, but they were asking about his shows, and he was like, I like shows that start early and shows with good security. Yes. I was like, dude, that <laughs> is us. We, we we like that. We like shows that start early yeah. and shows with good security. Yeah, do you guys, like, because I know Tracy's very close with, like, the Clay, like, the Tracy Lawrence crew and the Clay Walker crew. They seem to work together kind of hand in hand. Is there another, like, 90s, 2000s era country artist that you guys end up finding? yourselves doing a lot of shows with or are you guys kind of uh, out doing your own thing no we do a whole lot, a lot of shows with the war, with hippies, the war if you know who they are uh, war hippies scooter brown uh he started up a band uh with a guy named donnie, donnie reese donnie reese uh they, a, he, they have a, he has a place here in town a studio they, they're both nashville guys nice guys yeah, yeah they're mil- oh. they're veterans oh cool yeah they're veterans they were both in uh i know i know for a fact scott was in iraq um i want to say that donnie was there at the same I think time donnie was too. too they um, tell the story like 2004 ish. Yeah, they both like saw the Twin Towers fall. Wow. And then we're like, fuck this, I'm going to the military. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. They lived out the Toby Keith song. Yeah, they, they, did. they really did. They, and they went out and so they, they, we've Donnie, heard tons of stories from them about their their tours over there and now they're doing yeah. this music together. They come out a lot with us acoustic. Every now and then they do bring a drummer, but they're the most per- they're the most common person we work with, no joke. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 at the same uh, booking company is Travis's with uh, Reliant. Reliant. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Reliant. They did a takeover with us. I saw that yeah. the other day, and of course we were out of town. I think our yeah. boys Crawford and Power. Oh, I love there. those guys. So those we. guys are OG. Reliant oh, shows with us last yeah. year. So like last year, I would have said those guys. Honestly, yeah. they did a ton last year. Yeah. But now it's they. Uh, the War Hippies were on the tour last year. The shit with Travis's knee, whatever, got canceled. So, like, this year to start the year, like, the tour is them as the opener. Okay, yeah. So, they were supposed to be the opener on all that stuff. Nice. So, they just, you know. Yeah, Crawford and Powers, OG Ray's rowdy. Because, you know, Nikki, we have all the the Urban Dictionary stuff, Nikki T-isms. Like, currently, the big Nikki T-ism is premium. Premium. (laughs) Back in the day, it was front row or don't go. I still thought that was a thing. It is still a thing. And we still have merch with it on the website. But Nick, there's shirts on the website that say Dobro or Don't Go. Dobro and those, or Don't Go. And that was, that was um, relating to Crawford and Power. Dude, they, they can they're, they're, tear up a Dobro. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So I that's just saw them that doing shit. a uh, yeah. Steel Drivers cover the other day. Oh, dude. Absolutely so good. killed it. And what's wild is those boys are still, still independent. Still living in Virginia. They don't live here. Yeah, they live yeah. in Virginia. Still doing their, still like as on the grind as anybody. Yeah, they're so they even reached good. out to us to write whenever they came into we town. We have a one song time. on their next EP, dude. Let's uh, go. Us two, we us four have a song on their next EP. Yeehaw, people. <laughs> they record over at Grady's. Like it, once we met and got to talking, we were like, do we know all the same people? You know, y'all just live there. We live here. But uh, you know what my favorite part about having a song on their EP is? Well, I literally just now found out right now. I had no idea that that was even a thing. Well, yeah, they told us they're like, if y'all don't care, we're gonna cut it. So I did not hear about that. So hell yeah, cool. What's the song? Grady's. Grady's. The song's called Grady's. No, no, I was gonna say (laughs) Great fucking time. I'll be be honest with you, I don't remember the name of the song. We wrote this like last year. Okay. Just because I'm just now finding out, I have no idea which song they're cutting either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah! You know you write a lot of songs. We we don't even know which one you wrote. Yeah, obviously write so many songs. We wrote with them, I think just one time. Only the one time, yeah. One they time came, they came over, over to the house. Yeah, they were here for something. Came over to the house. Out. Their tour manager Sean came with them. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, I love those boys. Now we'll get into it. So I told you guys I'm exhausted from the weekend, but now <laughs> I feel like 
I am. I have no reason to complain about doing five events over the course of that amount of time no, and running do. around doing CMA. Do. No, because I was not. I've had shitty experiences on the road. I've gotten stuck in mud bogs. I've saved guys so, from going. So have I've, we. <laughs> I've saved guys from going to jail. I've dealt with rain. I've dealt with 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 bullshit. I've dealt with wheel bearings falling off trailers. I've dealt with all that shit. But I've the way you guys came in here today and and the way. Like the past forty-eight hours just sounds so chaotic. So you were saying you guys weren't direct support. So it was what was the show? Where was it at? And what the fuck happened? <laughs> it was the Carolina Country Music Fest. Oh, you guys yeah. were at CCMF. We were, CCMF, we were there. Yeah. We were there. Opening uh, for Miranda. Direct support for Miranda. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, man. <laughs> I'm not, where do you even I, begin? With I this can day? begin on a lot of things, and I'm not talking shit, really. Well, it but, sounds like the weather was a big problem. Well, the weather, it controls. was. That, so it was. It was. It, but it was already kind of... Caleb doesn't... I was stressed the fuck out all day long. I'm a tight-wound banjo-string right. motherfucker and anyway. That's why you drink cold beer. Yeah. Let's let's put it this way. <laughs> Dawson looks to me and he says, if Caleb's freaking out, that's the time to freak out. Well, because Dawson if, if is Caleb's a little bit more tight out, I mean, gosh, damn, we're <laughs> fucked if Caleb's good. And see, Caleb, that didn't used to be a thing. Caleb used to freak out all the time. 100%. But, but, but in the last, like, four years, Caleb's, like, just... It, but then, but I know if, like, Caleb's, like... When he's not talking, like yesterday, just like stone cold, like I just know, you know what I mean? Business, it's like shit, yeah, all shit. business. Yeah, if it's locked all business, in, if it's in. all business, and like I was already stressed out just about everything, and uh, and then when Caleb's just when shit's going to the fan, and Caleb's like fucking all business and shits, yeah, it's hitting the fan. It's like. Growing up, dad's like, don't worry till it's time to worry kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's time to fucking worry. worry. It's time to worry. (laughs) Just one of those deals. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to say everything. I'm not talking shit about anybody specifically. Yeah. yeah, And we love Carolina Country Music Festival. It is a premier premier festival in the circuit and the world that we work in. Great festival. Yeah. Highly recommend as going. As soon as we attending. pulled up, I was like, man, this is this is Tortuga. This yeah. is the was, same thing yeah. as Tortuga. And there's, and there's like 35,000, 45,000 people. I mean, yeah. you can't see. As far as your eye can go, there's people. Great crowd. But so when we first get there, we were originally told that direct support has been able to put their stuff up and rock and leave it there all day. Yeah. And if, if we could have done that, a lot of yesterday's stuff could have been prevented. Well, Miranda Lambert's stuff, her her risers, her set pieces, takes this about big thirty stairs. foot more than anyone else has wow. taken all day. Yeah. So we, as direct support, still had to disassemble and move everything. So for starters, they didn't. There was this lighting truss thing that had wheels on it that were like poking out to where we could. Our risers are eight foot wide, couldn't accommodate to eight foot. So we had to go in our risers, split in half. So we got some four by eight risers, you know. <laughs> so everything's split in half. Nothing's being able to put where it's supposed to be. And we got to get on stage this way. Finally, someone, Bud, Scott, I don't know, convinces it was them. Bud. Bud's a badass, by the way. I don't know if I've He's said that. He's our guitar tech. He worked with Travis from 89 yep, to 09. Yep, OG. And yeah, a bad motherfucker. Um, he made a lot of executive decisions yesterday that went through, and one of them was to get those fucking wheels off the truss. That allowed us to be able to push every single one of our things easily. But because they didn't do it before, we could uh, split everything. So we get on stage, everything's split. 
Got to get everything together. Then we got a sound check. You know, well, all this stuff. That's that make that sound super easy, but it's and what and what time? What, what time is what time is this uh, going on? It's it's happening. At, it's we happening. Lo- we were supposed to load in at nine a.m. But we probably didn't get started about nine forty-five-ish. <coughs> yeah, something like okay. that. And, and it all has to happen within an hour. And what time? What, what time's the show starting? Eleven. Uh, the doors we started are at nine thirty, but doors, doors are, are at one. one. Doors are at one. Okay. Okay. And there's six bands in this day today, and we're, we're number we're two. We're number two, and we're already forty-five minutes late. <laughs> so then you have to and have our shit's already broken half. Yeah, yes. we've got Laney Wilson, <laughs> Ian Munsick, Neon Union. I feel Channing like uh, Channing Wilson. Wilson. All those guys have still got to get on sound check and do all this by one p.m. And Miranda's <laughs> people were already taking up thirty extra foot of stage and ran over their allotted time. Yes. So we're just fucked off the get go, which is fine. Whatever. So anyway, it's part of the festival. It's game. part of the festival. Yeah. I, will, I will never ever mark it down right now. Put it on my grave headstone. I will never attend a country music festival as a fan ever in my whole life ever. <laughs> working, just doesn't working, work on working for these working country music festivals has made me hate country music festivals. Really? Oh yeah, I know it's so really? sad. Oh, it's terrible. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get you out to a country music festival and give give you the raised rowdy. Experience. I want to be in the very back around no yes. people. You'll be you'll be at the Rays Rowdy tent. You'll yeah. be tent camping. You'll be getting content in the campground, that's, and you'll be having great. a blast. I'm away from everyone. You'll, yes, you'll be with us. Yeah. You'll be you'll, you'll do the festival the right way with me and Nikki T. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'll be the first one to say I do not share the opinion. It is it's chaos. Yes. It's, it's chaotic crazy. As it gets. Yeah, now being in it's, the being in the insane. pit. Yeah, being in the pit at a country music festival that's a whole different experience to me. Like being yes. in the in the in the, in the in the front row of 40,000 people and then having to go get a beer to go to the bathroom. Yeah. These people... <laughs> that. Yeah. What? You're screwed. I don't You're know. locked in. <laughs> I don't know what these people... We're sitting there... Like, these people... We're sitting there after all of the things happen at the beginning part of the day. We're sitting there at the bus. We we're, can look right into the crowd. And as soon as doors open, people are just, like, sitting in the sand and it's a fucking 100 degrees. Yeah. I want their spot. You guys, I just can't, I just can't see what, what wrap I, my mind around that concept yeah, at all. It what, just what, blows my mind. What I love at certain festivals, because like we did the Auburn Rodeo not too long ago uh, with uh, was Cody Johnson, Ian, I think it was, it was Kojo, um, Shane Smith and the Saints, Haley Witters. I can't recall who else was on. It might have been Ian Munzik or somebody, something Western. And yeah. um, But when they open up the gates, Auburn Rodeo is BYOB. Oh God! So damn. bring your own. I'm, bring, I'm so, so it's so it's coolers <laughs> under your hands. So it's so it's, so it's coolers and it's bringing and it's bringing chairs and they open up the gates and everybody's just running. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, just an absolute and, thoroughbred and you see, sprint you see, show. You see, you see big dudes. Cooler on one arm, Kate. Cooler on one arm, and then chairs folded over the shoulder, running. You're seeing, dudes. and then the guy behind him's yeah, carrying yeah, his guys, girlfriend like yeah, this guys, in his yeah, arms. Yeah, because they've been tailgating and drinking since eight in the morning when doors open at twelve. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's been oh, hear something loud. <laughs> so, so what? So when? How, when did everything get wet? Oh. Not till way later. Yeah. So. so I said all that to say this. Oh, as Travis says. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, so I there was just already, I, me personally, when changeover happens, I like to have literally everything possible that could be done, done by changeover. Yeah. So if my checklist has a couple extra things, it's whatever. But when I have a fucking still full-blown checklist at changeover, I mean, changeover was going to take a minute anyway because to resituate everything, reline everything up, which we had it taped off, which helps out. Reline everything up, 
and uh, we had I had to unhook all stuff that goes from separate rides or whatever. You know, just a lot of stuff to get all crammed in to the point we had so much stuff to do. We even had a different route and idea to get Travis to the stage because usually that's Caleb's job, and we were like. Caleb's doing so much shit anyway. Yeah, I was having to help he's not out gonna the stage. Be, he's not going to be able to go back and where's, get Travis. Where, where's the local crew? They're, they're, they're there the whole time. Us. They're helping out, too. Stealing yeah, Dawson's like, guitar they, picks and yeah, so, his <laughs> towels. <laughs> that's another problem You can tell. Have. You we can tell another. how stressed out Dawson still is about yeah, the situation. That, yeah, yeah, that still going. That croc's going to fall yeah, off his foot. I'm, not, it, it just I'm is pretty what sure it he's is. got gaff tape on the inside of the croc right now. So we'll just keep diving into all the things. So I have to... I put out all the towels and picks and all this stuff. So I have... These two Travis Travis Tritt towels that he like throws at the end of the show. That's like part of the the show is yeah. him doing this. G- fucking put them out there, gone. Put picks out there for the fucking guys, gone. I did the pick thing three times yesterday. I go back right. This is after the rain. I haven't even gotten to the rain yet. I go back to the rain. I was like, who the fuck is stealing these fucking picks? And then the fucking production manager, he goes, God damn it! Are you get off the fucking stage? Get the fuck out of here! And quit fucking everything. Ran every one of them off, dude. I was like, holy fuck. Quit stealing the goddamn shit out of here. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. Stage hands everywhere. Beware. He's ready to Ric Flair your dude, ass I next told, time I told everybody you. on the fucking stage. I told everybody, I'm a large motherfucker. And I was like, the next motherfucker that messes with me, I'm jumping off the riser, grabbing him by the neck, and we're going to hit the ground. And we're going to hit the ground hard as fuck in front of 45,000 people. Every one of these Carolina motherfuckers, I'm fucking tackling whoever the fuck messes with me next. I love this. It was was fucked up. It was fucked up. So then, so then, we get to the we get to the best part of the day right here. Ian Munzik's plan. We have all of our shit covered. Okay. With like bisqueen, yeah, cellophane, bisqueen, yes. a whole bunch of covers and everything. Because we're expecting rain, rain, but we don't know when it's coming. It's, it's sunshine as a motherfucker at this moment. But you're looking at forecasts. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing, but, the, we're seeing the storm thing roll in, and it looks like it's coming. Like It's going to take like an hour to get to us. And we have maybe an hour until our changeover. So we're trying to plan this out, and we're going... We're asking Bud for advice. We're asking Scott for advice. We're talking amongst ourselves like, okay, do we leave these covers on? Do we take them off? What do we do? Because our changeover is already, like you said, without those covers on it, our changeover is already slammed. That's what I was getting to. We, we barely have enough time to get what we already need to get done normally. Yeah. So we had to figure out covers. this plastic cover situation. So Bud... The man who's been on the road his whole life and knows literally everything about music and guitars and everything, he was like, after Ian's set during Lanny's changeover, or, you know, Lanny's getting on the stage, we'll go get all of our covers off and, like, get our stuff ready because we're not going to have enough time to get all these covers off and set and all the stuff for changeover. Yeah, but just keep them close in case we need to throw them so back we on. So we do that. Lanny's on the stage. We can see the storm rolling in. Lainey gets to Heart Like a Truck, I think is her last song, as it should be. And uh, we fucking bottom falls out. South Carolina turd floater hits us right in the face. And we're watching it. I mean, I'm I sitting mean, back terrible. there watching so, this so, whole squall line so, so, so is roll it, so, in. So is it coming from like the front? Coming from the south. So I'm looking down the beach towards the south, and I am watching a line of clouds. And I mean, coming there's a hard north. line oh. coming up from the north, coming up north. And this rain is going. 
Yeah. And it was literally a wall. You can see it as it, like things are getting wet like as it's coming towards us. So, so we're Laney's panicking. on the stage. Laney's on the stage and all of our shit is just uncovered at the this exact moment. But it's like getting to the point where it's like Laney on stage or not, we have to start getting this shit figured out. Oh, so yeah. we we got there's local people on the stage. Laney's band is getting poured on. They're not. They're. They're. At one point, I think Laney was just singing. They're, she's she's, have, she's yeah. having a Goo Goo Dolls moment. She yeah, was. She was just singing. I don't even know what the band was playing. Thank goodness for Laney Wilson doing what she was doing because she was up there playing her acoustic with almost all of her band. I'm not saying they had given up, but they're trying to figure out how to cover their it stuff was just too. Her. So you have like maybe a keyboard player with one hand playing keys which, and the other hand which, trying to which, cover which stuff. Which also creates an iconic moment. It in does. the history of that festival because it it's Lainey Wilson playing a candidate for song of the year acoustic, but also her knowing, okay, my boys got to get their gear, got to get our yeah. gear covered. Yeah. And Travis, she you guys went, have to get your gear covered. She went for like five, ten minutes while we're trying to and cover all this stuff. like doing... Which I, is I, good, and yeah. she's doing it on purpose, whatever. She's like just singing the chorus over and over and over again. The crowd's just singing it. Like everybody's into it, whatever. They're going crazy because it's like, you know what, we're getting rained on, but we're watching somebody that's going to be iconic and yeah. they're just going to town. And so in that, our stuff is getting soaked. We're getting plastic. We're putting everything thing on you know whatever. we're getting so we're i mean we're <laughs> soaked i mean i like i jumped in a, the ocean right behind us like just stupid yeah so you have all of that and then lightning strikes and oh. i have never seen so many people just say gone yeah the, all the local crew me just, and caleb were just boom. like whoa what the fuck disappeared like, which they like, knew the drill. Which they knew the drill. They're getting the fuck out of dodge and we're just like i mean they disappeared everybody just gone <laughs> And then everybody's like, okay, 20 minutes, another lightning strike, 20 minutes, lightning strike, 20 minutes. And while this is happening, the gear's just continuing to get No, we got down. it wrapped up. We, we got uh, clamps we, and we shit. We did not leave. We did not leave until everything was covered. So. Dude, if we would have not left, we'd, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, We'd be figuring out fucking what we're renting. Caleb and Dawson, for. you're fired. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Go back to the bus. We get everything's wrapped up. We go back to the bus and their lightning strike, whatever. We're like fucking way past when we were supposed to play. And in in my mind, a lot of the other guys' mind, Travis's mind is like, no chance. This is happening. Yeah. So no they chance. also they evacuated the grounds now. Oh, the right? Yeah, everybody's got to leave. Yeah. So the whole festival crowd has completely disappeared. All you see is sand and beer cans and a bunch wet of rain sand. falling. Wet ass sand. Yeah, wet ass sand. <laughs> and everybody's just sitting in their buses waiting on the word. And so So we're we're just sitting there and uh so Scott gets a phone call. And they're talking, you know, whatever. And so we find out the ticket is rain or shine. So for to get paid, there has to be, in, like, you have to Play. try your best make to put an this show on. To make a show, show on. So there's no lightning anymore. They get the last lightning strike delay out of the way. We're clear to go on stage. I'm the first one out there. Stand up on stage, and this dude's like, get the fuck off the stage. We're doing this. We've got all this water up here, whatever. I look up. The damn roof is plastic, and it's fucking drooped down like this right here. And this guy's telling all of us, get off the stage. I'm like, 
Oh, fuck. So I radioed to the guys. I was like, hey, this motherfucker's telling us to get off the stage, and they got to push all this water off. So they get poor, some poor son of a bitch. Some rigger somewhere that was still there. <laughs> to rack himself up to the fucking thing. The water is so heavy. They got him up there with a squeegee thing. It fucking broke. The squeegee, the water's so heavy, it broke his fucking squeegee. He's straight up taking the squeegee from the... Off from the onstage edge of the plastic and trying to use the squeegee to lift this water, which has got to be at least like 50 gallons I mean, of dude, water. We're talking about it. We're fucking. Like, he's trying to take, take a bathtub and push it forward. So he's using the squeegee and it's just gallons of water. It's right down on the stage. Okay, so this gets even better. These dumbasses open the fucking gates not knowing what's going on. So you got all these drunk motherfuckers running the stage. <laughs> then you get security going, no, 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 y'all have to get away. We have gallons of water falling 50 foot from the fucking sky you <laughs> on, know, your head. on your head. So they're trying to like push all these people back and I'm sitting there like, no fucking chance, dude. There's no chance. And then I also was like, no chance this poor bastard's getting paid enough to fucking be up here doing this. Doing this. What was he up there? He was just rigged to the... He just rigged to the fucking thing with yeah. the squeegee that's broke as fuck, so he turned he around just... and he's using the fucking bowl in up there. I mean, he's got a carabiner attached to this truss. A carabiner's probably leaning, good for 50 pounds. Leaning out, <laughs> using two feet on the bottom of the truss and a, and a carabiner on the top. Using that to hold himself by the waist and using a squeegee way over his head and pushing that pushing 50 gallons of water. So you're talking not dude. just 150 pounds of dude. We're talking 150 pounds of dude pushing 50 gallons of water that that carabiner was, right there terrible. is just holding on to. If that carabiner right. gives And water, every gives time away, water boom. comes off the top and they push it, the crowd's like, Woo! Hell yeah! And there's just water fucking going everywhere. And, and I'm just like, still standing there. I'm standing way back at this point. I'm just like, no chance this is happening. So, so they told us our start times at nine thirty. Well, this is at nine thirty, and this is what's this is happening then. And one of the main guys, he was like, "So we're getting started. Like, what's when are y'all starting?" I was like, "Well, I was told we we're supposed to start at nine thirty, and it was like nine twenty-five when I showed him my phone. He's like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if this is happening." So finally, they get these poor bastards down on the ground and stop pushing water, and then people start filing in. I swear to God, there was more people there after the rain than there was before the rain. It's I just so said, true. fuck it, we're pulling in people from the streets of yeah, Dirty Miles. Actually, yeah. I guarantee you they did. We watched at the, there's a tiki bar right next to the stage. That tiki, tiki bar was so full, I almost could have sworn you could have seen the glass bowing out from the inside of everybody being stuffed in there. It was absolute insanity. Sardines so what, packed so, inside so the building. What so what time? What time does um does um Travis Trick go on? Man, I he, think he we went on like 10, after 10, 10 o'clock. It was a little after ten o'clock. So about nine thirty, we go out there and we start unwrapping everything, and it's just fucking soaked. Even Shit. the stuff we got covered, covered got soaked. soaked because the riser itself pulled up enough water that anything that was on the riser got water on it. Oh, there's, there's water sitting on the riser that was just like, I mean, if you, I mean, you know, whatever. And then the 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 plastic that was like, you know, so there was like a dip in it. I mean, you could have put goldfish in there and they could have had plenty of room to swim. You could have fed them and whatever. That's how much water is fucking in this thing. Jeez. So we get the plastic off, whatever. We run through everything. The story, there's still a lot to go in this. Yeah. We run through everything. 
our lighting guy. It, stuff is so fucked up. Our lighting guy is helping us out, like running through fucking making sure everybody's got you know little yeah. noise, you know whatever. Just making sure that noise is getting from He's every getting instrument to, to the, the front of house. To the, to the PA. So we get up there. Drums are good. This is just what I'm in charge of. I don't even know what was going on on Bud's side of the stage. I, I found out later what was going on on Bud's side of the stage. So drums, everything worked. We get to bass, everything worked. We get to uh, steel, everything worked. Fiddle, everything worked. Dobro. Dobro is not working. <laughs> At all. Dobro looks like the, the fucking pedal board is like I dipped it in the ocean and let's behind all, me. And let's all remember that one of the biggest songs in our set, Great Day to Be Alive, is it's all a, it's built a off a Dobro song. line. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on, also, to preface this, the rain hasn't stopped. Also, like, it's still raining. There's no lightning in any of this. But even through Travis's whole show, the rain is still coming down. So there's still like this like fucked up misty shit just you know everywhere Constantly in general. Hit, yeah. So we rip a pedal, the Dobro pedal. We rip it off, put a replacement on there that was like kind of similar. Slap it on there, and the crowd like I'm on the stage. I'm the only one there, and I, the crowd is can tell that like there's something messed up. I guess, and I'm sitting there banging on the Dobro, and it finally starts working, and I give the <laughs> thumbs up. Crowd, Woo! Goes crazy. crazy. Goes crazy for this. I'm like, oh my <laughs> that is, that is a text dream right there. Oh my <laughs> God. I was like, this is so fucking dumb, dude. So the whole time he's doing that too, I'm up at Travis's mic stand. I'm trying to get a, uh, there's a loom that we have of three cables that has to run from off stage to on stage to go to his microphone stand. And the whole time I'm trying to tape this thing down because if you have a, a three cables across the stage that are not taped down, your artist is going to trip on those at some point. So you got to make sure they're taped down. Stage is wet as fuck, so the gap tape Nothing's is working. not sticking. Dude, this tape so was just I've got sliding around. Oh, yeah. I've got three towels that I'm trying to dry that line off with. I've got a fan that's pointed down straight at it, so that way it's just blowing straight across. So my whole entire time, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to tape down three cables. The whole time Dawson's going through all of this, all I'm trying to do is tape three <laughs> cables down. I'm telling you, I, I think I walked up to you at some point and I said, I've never felt like more of a useless motherfucker <laughs> than trying to tape three pieces of cable down to Travis's mic stand because there's no way we could do it without that happening. Jeez. So, and we, he used it as a pedal board, his whole pedal board rig. Yeah. We couldn't put it out because it's fucking raining still. So, like, Bud, he's work, he can do the pedals from his stuff, like from his world, but it's like, we couldn't put, we didn't even have all the stuff out. We didn't have the skirts on. We didn't have all, we got plastic fucking everywhere. I mean, oh, yeah. just what it is. Sounds like it chaos. Was, so that and in the, mean, in the meanwhile, I'm trying to organize a golf cart ride to get Travis from the buses to the loading dock so that way he can get there without having to walk through all this nonsense of rain and puddles and stuff. So I'm also on the phone trying to do all this stuff at the same time. Jeez. So everybody's just all up in it. And we and finally, finally get everything get going. everything ready, and he's on the stage. And the guitars are not working. Travis's specific guitars are not working. Acoustics so Travis working, but electric's not working. So Travis oh, is no. sitting side stage. He had just got there. And I mean, I think it was the moment that Travis got to the stage that the guitars just miraculously started working again. We, we, they, Bud's on his hands and knees trying, like I said, this man knows everything you could know. So he gets yeah. all that figured out. So me and Caleb were standing there. We got the flashlights ready for Travis to walk on stage. And then I start hearing, Dawson, Dawson. I'm like, oh, fuck. Look up. Bass guitar. 
shit's the bed. <laughs> I'm talking about, we got the fucking houses of rock and music's playing, ready to go. Fucking bass guitar. Bass guitar is dead. dead. It gets to the end of that intro music, because it's just like the first opening riff of houses of rock, and then about the half of the first verse, and then yeah. it just goes away, and the drummer is, and drummer uh, Josh is supposed to he start up off. The, uh, the first song. And the, the opening track just stops, and it's just dead silent. Jeez. And I'm Scott, up on the stage. And, and Dawson's over there trying to fix the bass, and I look over at Scott, and Scott's with Travis. He's like, fuck it, go! Go, go! <laughs> he just screams out, So it's just go! like, we got to go. So they count it off. So one, two, start... three, four, just start playing, and boom, send Travis out there. Jesus <laughs> so we get the, the pedal board for the bass. It's shit out, so we run the bass through the amp and it starts working and then i swear to god and they went out on stage it sounded like there was it was just an acoustic show there's nothing plugged in or nothing and travis is dawson saying, listens to the same mix in his ears I have, that I travis listen to does. travis's mix so exactly what he hears is what i'm hearing and it sounds like a fucking acoustic show and travis <laughs> is like what do you, i need the band up i need the band up and then he turns around i guess the bass he's like i need the fiddle down i need everything down and he's like this sounds like a distorted piece of shit <laughs> but then some fucking how between Scott and him, they rounded this whole motherfucker in, got everything right in that hour slot, and by the end of the show, it turned out to be a fucking great show. Travis was pumped with the sound and everything. I have no idea how it happened, <laughs> but it fucking happened. That's wild how that thing works. It is well, crazy, well, man. Um, it's like a race car driver talking to the crew chief. They make a couple adjustments, yeah. and it's like, psh, but yeah. then there it it's is. It's like well, Kevin Harvick yeah. finishing in the top five while Chase Briscoe finishes 34th. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm glad you guys survived. Me I'm too. Glad, oh, man. I'm glad everything's gotten worked out. And um, now let's talk about, we talked a lot about the trick crew on this one. Heck yeah. We let's did. talk about... Um, for those who, who don't know, Ray's Rowdy Racing, um, NASCAR is going to be coming here to Nashville. The the Ally 400 out there in good old Lebanon. Hell back yeah. at the Speedway. Um, real quick, if people, if because I'm sure people have asked you on the road now, your, your crew, they're like, so what's this podcast y'all are doing? What do you tell them? We uh, actually get so much stuff about the podcast on the road. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, they love it. Scott actually had a quote about yesterday. He was like, I want y'all to say this on the podcast. So I'm going to say this for Scott, our TM. Scott specifically said, just say this. Never in, never history in history of ever. of ever have so few suffered so much for the pleasure of so many. <laughs> if that doesn't sum up yesterday. Just like holy, you said. That it, it nothing does. Yeah, and you it's all for the podcast. You said, said there, there are all these magical, uh, this magical moment for all these people. This forty five thousand people, it's so magical. And then for all of us, it's just fucking immortal hell back there with all this shit <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but they yeah, they ask about it all the time. They they actually knew whenever we were scheduling to, we had to dump the truck earlier today. We we went up to sound check, pulled all the equipment off so we could dry it out. Which meant we had to do all this normal stuff that we do, but without any hands. And so Jeez. we get everything dumped out, and we told them specifically we have to go record the podcast. Um, we were going to well, do we knew the race ride. One, then it was four, then it was four thirty. Yeah. So they got moved so we were a like, few we, times. We've got to do this. We've got to do the podcast at some point. And so they know that, and they're actually trying their best to make sure that we can get out on time. So they take it shout seriously. Out, shout out to the Trick Crew. We yeah. appreciate you getting these boys here. Yeah, they they take it just as seriously as we do. They actually listen to it. Scott listens to it, and he, he yeah. makes comments about things we say. That's He's awesome. always like. 
man, I'm just waiting to hear y'all say something like, man, screw that guy. Like he's they, he's a piece of shit. He's like, <laughs> I'm waiting for y'all to say Scott's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he always says it, but yeah, they're listening, man. They they love it. They take it serious. Everybody's everybody's loving it. And, just like uh, I bring up on like my. Like on on the raised rowdy racing pod, like my family and shit, I oh, get yeah. I get texts about who the hack of the week should be by multiple people. Yes, yeah. which is cool as hell. Yeah, that's that's freaking awesome. And we're like eight weeks into this, nine yeah. weeks, something like yeah. that. Like not it's, not too far. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's growing and, and doing great. And um, so you guys didn't watch the race this week, but <laughs> not a fucking do we, it's heartbreaking. Well, well, it's kind of funny because I heard about it through Pepsi. No, did you? Because oh, well, Truex won. Because the jersey, because the jersey, because the jersey boy won. Yeah. Um, and he he had a great day. He yeah. really did have a where, great day. Where were they he racing at? at Sonoma, Sonoma. California. Sonoma. Okay, yeah, that to me is a whole different. Uh, I oh, like. Yeah. I'm Bro, I, I love Sonoma. I love Sonoma. I'm, I'm Sonoma. like I'm like you, where I'm like Mister. I like the short track shit. I'm, I feel hey, like yeah. Mister. Short track. I've jumped on the Mister. Short track train. I won some bets this weekend though. Finally, again. Yeah, finally. What hit? I hit a I had a three lick parlay in the Bush Series race, which was like thirty eight bucks or something like that. So I was pumped about that. And then I hit Busher top five in the Cup race. Okay, uh, nice. I think I hit a Truex top five, and I had another one. I I think it was a head to head or something small, but um, I ended up getting the uh, I get ended up getting two as well. But nice. his after were two, after two his weeks were a of bit getting more difficult. terrible bets, it was nice to get two decent ones hit because. Uh, Busher finished second there last year. I was like, their road course package, Busher specifically, has been really well. So I was like, totally could see him doing well again. And then he did. And uh, McDowell, a top five bet on him with like five bucks was like 40 something dollars. And uh, ran top five all day. The last pit stop had a dog shit pit stop and ended up finishing uh, like 20 something. But like, yeah. Almost had it, so yeah. I would have. That would have been yeah. dope to it's hit him so, too. so where where are we going at this weekend? Where we're off, off this weekend. Oh, they're off. This weekend. The, the next NASCAR's race off is the Nashville yeah, race. The next okay. race is NASCAR. Okay, fuck yeah, and I'm excited. So I used Hell to. Yeah. So I used to cover NASCAR. When I say yeah. cover, I mean it very loosely. Um, I from twenty. It was like 2016, 2017, twenty yeah, 2016, 2017, 2018, where was a uh, radio station. I had a buddy, Big Bob Giaquinto. He is a large man. Love you, Big Bobby. Um, but Big Bob worked with a – he was the uh, program director at a at a, um, a station in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Um, and there's a guy named guy there named Skip Clayton. And Skip Clayton was a longtime NASCAR guy. He has the right name for yes, it. Yes, he's old school <laughs> as fuck. I, I don't know if he's still around or not. He was like in his 70s, 80s at the time. But Skip wouldn't be able to go to all the races, so he would send Bob out, and then Bob would bring me along. And my job, I got to go, I got to watch the races from down on Pit Road, I got to watch the races from the media box, got to do all this, all this shit, all the press conferences, all this cool shit. And but I would only go to like two tracks. I'd go to Pocono because that was the closest one, mm -hmm. and then I'd go down to Bristol. But Hell every year, yeah. that, short track. yes. But every year that I was at Bristol, I'd get to watch the Arca race. I'd get to watch the. Um, the um, I guess uh, Xfinity Series race, but every year the Cup race would get rained out. I was there. God. It was always the Spring Cup race that we would go down for the Food City, uh, Food City Five Hundred, Food, Food City, City Five Hundred, and it would always happen on a Monday because it would get rained out Damn. on a Sunday. You remember it for years? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Spring Series. I mean, you come to Middle Tennessee in the March. Where, I mean, when do you expect? Yeah, what yeah, do you expect? Yeah, it's gonna yeah. rain. Yeah. yeah, so um, but I'm. This will be my first race 
like back and I'm and the fact that we're going now and we we're, if I'm with Ray's Rowdy, we have a Ray's Rowdy podcast. Hot, hot yep, you boys host it, host the our Ray's our flagship Ray's Rowdy Racing podcast. So it's gonna be and the fact that it's in Nashville, it's super fucking cool. Ike being there too, Nikki T. Um, Ike's girlfriend Ash, it's it's gonna be great. I know Allison's going yeah, too. Allison's We're gonna have going, a whole crowd. I think my my girlfriend um, Erin, I think she's she um, going. I believe she was thinking about going, so we can get her get her ticket to go. My and girlfriend hang out. will be in Panama yeah, City. A, okay, sure. Yeah, the, 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 um, the, the, whole, the home away from home for, for Dawson. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> when's, when's the when's the condo me, coming? When's the time? Me and Lindsay are gonna make a bunch of money one day and buy us a spot in Panama City. And we're gonna come down there. McElwain's gonna come down and stay with y'all and then party at the salty. Goat. McElwain yeah. loves him some salty goat. PCB. Yeah. Um, but as far as the the Nashville race, I know there's the Nashville fairgrounds. This one is at the Speedway. Yes, mm-hmm. outside of town on the 840. So loop. what's like the history of this? I know for a long time there's, Nash- there's, no, there's no history. Well, well, I mean, there's a little well, bit. Well, they well, used to race that at a long time uh, that's ago. What in the saying, like a, it that's what I'm saying. It started in like 2010. So it's a, so it's a newer track. Yeah, in the very, very, very yeah. new-ish it's, track. It's kind of a weird thing that it's so new, but then also left the schedule for it. so long. They didn't long. race it very long. They only raced Bush Series there. And uh, they left it for a long time, but it was obviously, like, totally still fine because yeah. the facility was so new. So the first time Cup ever even raced there was to the, uh, 2021, ever. Oh, so this is a brand new. Yeah, Cup's only been yeah. there twice. It's basically ever. a brand new race now, for the Cup and Series. And, sure. and, it, and it's called Super Speedway, so is this, like, Talladega uh, size? No, no, no. It's a loose term. <laughs> it's more you of just a shit name. on the internet for being called the Nashville yeah. Super Speedway because Super Speedways are your Daytona and Talladega, two-and-a-half-mile yeah. track. Sort of at least. This is, this is a mile, more than .3-mile track. Yeah. Oh, so it's, so that, it's weird actually, in be- that weird in between. It's not even a mile and a half, yeah. and it's not a short track. It's the same size as Darlington, just shaped like Kansas. If if you're a NASCAR fan, you know exactly what I mean. It's shaped yeah. like Kansas, but the same size as Darlington. So who's who's historically won, run well there? Larson, Larson. And Chase Elliott have won yeah. both okay, races. So, Hendrick, so bet Hendrick on, has won both races. So so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna bet the next week, because I think I'm gonna have to put some bets in because oh, yeah, I'm going should. to oh, the race well. with you guys. So bet on the Hendrick guys. Bet is what on Hendrick saying. guys. I bet you Byron probably is going to come out there and be a little bit of a stunner. So he's probably going to be a little bit lower down on the odds bracket. I'd be a bit more interested in betting on him than Chase or Larson because I could see them being super low odds, not as much value there. But it's going to be hard to bet against those guys too. So I wouldn't be afraid of putting a smaller amount on them and putting a bigger amount on Byron. I don't know. Has anybody – well, we're like two weeks away. But last year – we so the first race, Caleb went to all three. I went to the truck, I went to Xfinity, incredible. I went to Cup. Wow. I got so sunburned. It was awesome. I, I only made <laughs> it to I, trucks and cup. I wasn't able to go at all last year. I was I was on the road. And then last year we ended up having a date uh that was like up in the air. It was gonna be a fly date or not. And for me to make it back in time for the race, I needed it to be a bus ride. I know that sounds dumb from a plane or a bus, but I knew with the airport and everything, I wouldn't make it because the flights wouldn't be till the next day. If yeah. we rode the bus, it'd be that night. We'd be home early Sunday morning. And uh, Brandon, our buddy, texted me. He was like, hey, because like, we'd already talked about it. I was like, no, we're on the road, you know, whatever. He's like, hey, we got like two passes left. Like, would you know anybody that would want them? Whatever. And I was like, Actually, let me get word if we're gonna be on the bus or a plane. Yeah, and I was like, I might take them. Found out we're gonna be on the bus, called dad, and he's like, Hell yeah, I'll go. So me and dad went oh, to big the cup Dave. race. That's awesome. Yeah, cup race last year, pit passes, and whatever. 
We get there, and it's a day race. They move this race to a night race because of what I'm about to say. We get there, and it is so God, fucking miserably hot. hot. I mean, hot, hot, hotter hot, than, hot. like, Georgia in July hot. I mean, it's just drenched. Yeah, it's 98 gr- degrees it's and 70% humidity. And the driver, like, the, the, the heat in the cars was a big deal. The drivers is a big deal. I mean, it's 400 miles. Look, It's just hotter than fuck. And, uh... Pours down rain. There's two rain delays last year in the Nashville race. So by the second rain delay, they the 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 people the crew there the officials whatever the people that work for the track they don't know who the fuck's supposed to be in who the fuck's supposed to be out. Hot passes can get you anywhere in a NASCAR race, as you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. You can yeah. go literally anywhere. Yep. They got people fucking. They don't know what. They just shut everything down, Jeez. which is like bullshit. So people are like getting pissed off, whatever. So me and Dad were like, I was like, dude, I was like, we got to do the cool shit. We got to meet the drivers. We got to be around the cars. We got to see all my friends who work in the industry. I was like, I was like, you ready to go? He was like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> me and Dad, we fucking leave I the track. Thought he would never ask. We leave the track. We go. We go. We leave the track. We go to Cinco, drink some margaritas, and then watch finish the race at the house. Oh, perfect. So like, ended up being it great. Out. But God, between how hot it was and two rain delays, <laughs> la- last year was miserable. So this, of a so race. this, so this so, one's now so, a night one. So this being a night race is going to change cool. it up just a hair. It's going to change it up on one hand, just for the fan experience alone and for what we're doing, and also this is going to be Allison's first NASCAR race she's ever gone to. Fuck so I yeah. can't wait for that because not only is she going to her first NASCAR race, but we're getting her down into the pit road. And going into the garage area, seeing all the cars and everything. So yeah. she's going to get the full-blown experience. I'm just going to tell her to bring earplugs and yes. go to Ear town. protection for sure. Please do. Uh, but it will also change the racing a little bit because that track's going to be a lot cooler. I don't really know. I don't know enough about the NASCAR, uh, about the Nashville track to know how it's going to react that, to it. But. It's going to be last year's race over again. Last year was rained out, so they didn't run it until late as fucking night anyway. So you're going to have that same... The tracks is going to be cool. They're going to have a lot more grip than they normally would because it's not going to be a million degrees and slick and hot. First year we went uh, in 21, it was slick and hot, and Larson literally led almost every lap. Wow. Yeah, it was just it was domination. Dominated. That year he just dominated, too. He came out of the gate. Lord, he did great. He came out of the gate. He had something to prove, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. just going to say that. So who um, right now is if, with the standings and everything, who's kind of the points leader right now? And and blame uh, the points leader? It's, it's weird because if you're looking at regular season points, I don't know after Sonoma. I can't say this because I haven't looked yet, but before Sonoma, Blaney was actually a regular season season points leader wow i will um, say this the top i'm gonna look that up real quick i actually have it pulled up if right y'all look it up, who, who, up uh, it's like are you looking at regular season points uh playoff point playoff right now it's going to be between william byron and, and kyle, kyle bush they're tied uh, i think with uh regular season points standing now it's how, how martin truex 36 yeah. there's 36 spots between first and something negative 36 yeah, so for regular season right now, it's true. I don't know what you're talking it's, about. The NASCAR app doesn't do a very good yeah, job. Yeah, so right. I got We'd an ESPN right here. I got Truex at 525, Byron at 512. Says, yeah, that's the most recent. Yeah. 36 points would go down to like 7th or 8th. Yeah, 7th. So from 1st to 7th, this is a NASCAR stat from fucking history NASCAR stat. There's 36 points 
uh, between first and seventh place. That's the closest first and seventh place have ever been in NASCAR history wow. at the halfway point ever for regular so, season so points. For regular season so, points. So right, so right now the competitiveness in NASCAR is at an all time oh, high. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, last just year about we, anybody could fucking win. Yeah, I mean, if you look at last year, there was only two. Was it two or one spots that you could actually get? They somebody got into the playoffs I based don't off there of was points. Not Team total winners though, because you had By the uh, a couple of, the of those guys, yeah, that won races that weren't in the playoffs. But even but before the playoffs even happened, there, there was, was at least enough one people because Blaney that, made it in. Yeah, Blaney made it in on points without having a win because a win gets you into the wow. playoffs of NASCAR. And there's 16 slots open, so you're talking at least 15 people won before the playoffs yeah. even started. Wow! And then the, by the end of the year, there's 19 total winners, which was like the most in. So and so, so many because years. typically yeah. you have like seven winners and the top two or three guys have won three Four to five races. Yeah. So awesome. now all of a sudden you have a list of people who have won one race. So this is good for NASCAR. In a way, yeah. it does you, make it a little awkward because what basically is happening is if you get up front, you have that clean air, you have all the ability to run up front, you have all the advantage. It's turned into, I think Danny Hamlin puts it best. NASCAR has not... NASCAR is no longer what you bring to the track. NASCAR is now what you do when you're there. It's all execution. If you can run up front, run a clean race, don't get into incidents, don't mess up on pit road, you actually, based off of that alone, have a better chance of winning. So it's kind, so it's kind of like now where there's – because I feel like there's, al there's always been the haves and the have-nots with teams, correct? Yes. Like with ownership yes. groups and things like that. Like Hendricks says that Hendricks and Gibbs will have more money to spend than yeah. somebody mm -hmm. on Joe Schmo racing yeah. team. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's kind of – even things out a little bit. Yes, it has. It's made it a little frustrating though because there's it's uh, as on on one hand, does it make it to where it's a little bit easier to cheer for a driver that doesn't win all the time? Yes, because nobody's winning all the time anymore. But it also does frustrate you when you know that there is one person that runs extremely well. They have a very fast car. They're up front for most of the race, and because of one wacky restart where they end up being in second or third or fourth, now all of a sudden they can't, even though you know that they're the best car on the track, it's very difficult for them to get it back up front because they're all so even that there's no ability for those faster cars in the back to get around the back to the front. Interesting. And those slower cars that are up front now have enough of an advantage over the cars behind them, even though those cars behind them would be faster. If you looked at them just on a qualifying lap alone, it makes it so much more difficult for those faster cars to pass the slower ones. Interesting. We could really, really, really get into the weeds about all of that. But uh, I thought an interesting quote that stuck out to me the other day was TJ Majors, who is a spotter of the six car. What race was it that, that he ran top five all day and you had money on him, but he ended up wrecking? Oh, God. Was that it was 600. So, uh, it was, was a 600. 600. Yeah, it was a 600. Okay. Yeah. So RFK. 600 the other day. Um, the six car. Ran like second, third, fourth. 100% was a top five car, but never led a lap, never was 100% the best, like was the best car. TJ Majors made a point, and he was like, just the way NASCAR is right now, he said, if the six car, by being a top five car, top six car, would have just gotten in the lead, he was like, just because Brad's talent of blocking and knowing where to put the car on the air, he was like, I don't think we get past on a on a last on a re, on a late restart. He was like, "Don't think we get past." Yeah, and then and you it's had because the, you can't have a car 
the better car can't get around. Like it's just it's just a yeah. lot. It's a whole then the other day, yeah, it's a whole different deal. We're watching a race, and the twenty four car isn't doing anything all day long. He finally gets up into the lead, and I look at Dawson. I say, "There's no way if you put that twenty four car in second that he can maintain his position. He will fall like a rock to the back. He leads." 20 to 40. I don't remember what the number was. He led was. a good chunk of he led a whatever it was. huge chunk of the race. And I said that during that huge chunk he was leading. I said, you put that guy in second, he's going to fall back to – he's going to fall like a rock. That exact thing happened. He finally got passed, and all of a sudden he's back there in 16th place. Damn. So you know that that guy isn't as fast as everybody else, but you put him up front, and he's, he's the fastest car on the track. You could take the 78 car and just pop him up front. And he's going to run better than you've ever seen that 78 car run. Until he gets in that dirty air, he'll start falling. Damn. Yeah, that... Uh, just part of it right yeah, now. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, work, they're working on some shit. I just... I'm yeah, a, I'm well. a, I'm, it makes me excited that, that this is when we're getting into the, the word. This is yeah. like... NASCAR seems to be at a cool point right now. Yeah. Like oh, where, it's at a very where, cool point. Where things are... They've sold out like eighty five percent of the races this year yeah, already. Racing's is... back. We got you guys doing Rays Rowdy Racing. The Cornbread Cowboys in the picture. Every Fucking young country every... artist we see comes out wearing NASCAR yes. shirts. The, the bridge of NASCAR and country music is closer than it's been in a long time. You've got yeah. they're racing at classic tracks like Wilkesboro again. There's all these new concepts for tracks, and they're here in our backyard in Nashville, which is really really cool. Um, so. Pick a driver for for next week because we're gonna we're gonna rag on each other with if somebody doesn't get oh. it or whatever. So if you had to pick a driver for next week, and I know this is I'm early. going Larson all the way. You're I going mean, Larson. Well, he's my favorite, and he's also <laughs> kick. He's and already he, he's, he's your favorite <laughs> and the favorite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you got Larson. Who you got? God, um, you know, man, that's tough. I, he's I pick want twenty four. I want to say Blaney. <laughs> I really want to say Blaney because he has been doing better on the ovals. Uh, he is inconsistent though, so it's hard to tell. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna stick with my driver. I'm gonna go with Blaney. He does. He does do We're well just at picking Nashville. Favorites over here. Okay. He I does w- do well at Nashville, though. He just yeah. had a brake rotor problem last year. I want to say I want to say Byron because that sounds like a good pick. That's yep. that is a good pick. That is a solid. But another pick. part of me just wants to be that guy and pick the current heel right now in NASCAR. The heel. I kind of want to go Stone okay, Cold so Steve was, Austin and pick the heel. I was going to say fucking, something. Pick fucking Chastain. I was going to say like something. It. I was going to say something. The last two years, he has ran incredible here. I'm pretty sure. The first year he finished second to Larson when he let Larson on the laps. But I said it on the podcast last week. Yep. I do not know what happened to Trackhouse, but even last week, where they won the year before last. They're running like dog shit. Even even Sibletard on dirty dirty mode said that. Something happened. I don't know what they missed, what their other people have picked up on. But the last Chastain went from leading the points this whole season. He's now falling out of like the fucking. He's at past eighth now. Yeah, he's at, he's at he's at fourth for regular season right now. He's at five hundred one, tied with uh, Caleb's boy Ryan Blaney. He's at five hundred one, so he came up a little bit from last week. He was he fell to eighth last, the week before last. Yeah, so he's but he's right there. But I don't know the last like month. Trackhouse is just I don't know. I don't I know mean, what happened. Trackhouse just has not ran like what the, they came out of here fucking nailing it. They were doing great. Yeah. And then it's a long season. Uh, yeah, dude. And he finished it, with a top ten this week too. They'll so. go back and forth. Yeah. But we'll see. They that Charlotte a mile and a half, which is not 
really, really comparable. Dude, he ran fucking low 20s. Like, and everybody's like, what the fuck? But certain tracks, certain guys just do better in certain teams. But he's, been doing, well. Well. he's been doing well Very at those true. mile and a half tracks. Yeah. I'm just saying, he did. he's done great at Nashville. We'll see what happens. I'm I'd gonna, be surprised if they don't do well there, mostly because Track House is trying to base themselves out of Nashville. Their offices are all wanna, here. They, they want to have their here. garage here, too. So I could totally see them doing everything they can for their sponsors, the people that support them in Nashville. I could see them putting a, a whole lot of extra work into that into car. this exact race okay. for that reason all alone. Right. It's all me. I, I love um, the uh, a fellow fellow Rome Georgia guy, Hunter Chastain. So we're going to go with Ross Chastain. That's going to be my pick there for this race. And we'll see who Nikki T picks. We'll make sure he just doesn't pick one of the three that we picked. If you guys were to have one NASCAR driver on, Current or former, um, as a guest on the podcast, who would it be? Tim Ooh. Richmond. <laughs> he would get the most fucked up stories of all time. We got Tim Richmond on this podcast. Unfair. I love it. I love it. All no, no. I, didn't, I, I thought we were I thought I was know, a collective. I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree decision. with you. It's just unfair that we can't actually have Tim Richmond okay. on the podcast. Most people thought me originally would be like Dale Earnhardt, like yeah. right off the rip. Which, or Davey. Or Davey, <laughs> which... Would be great, but if we're going off just pure fucking stories, Tim Richmond. If we're talking current, though, I'm going Noah Gragson all the way. Because Noah would be a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah. Because he is a wild sob. He would Noah's definitely have wild. some good stories and have a lot of. I'd have a lot of fun talking yeah. with him. Who would you want to have, Dawson? Currently, yeah. Uh, or Corey LaJoy. I'd, I'd be interested. I feel, like LaJoy LaJoy. Be, I feel like LaJoy be. He's a fan favorite, so he'd be a good one to have on. Yeah, he has his own podcast. Dawson's gonna say Kyle Larson again. No, I would. I know everything about Kyle Larson, so I wouldn't fucking know. I like wouldn't. who's who's like the Hoss Cat, the purebred Hoss Cat in NASCAR right now. The Hoss Cat in NASCAR the Hoss right cat, now. Like the personality. Uh, Chastain. Chastain. I feel like, I feel like. But it's... see, Chastain's off-track personality is completely opposite of his on-track personality, and he tell he'll tell you that. Like off the track, he's like when all the, when he had the heat all over him the other day like you know or all the day all season he's like yeah i'm not the fucking you know crazy in your face guy i'm very laid back don't say much like honestly i'm kind of shy it's just like in the race car i'm you know wild crazy aggressive whatever uh i'm still trying to think i, I like Graxon's a good pick if we're going for just wild stories i feel like Graxon would have something like, crazy like an interesting say. like an interesting conversation like you want to you want to talk to this guy Oh man, if you talk an interesting conversation, I feel like Bubba's gonna be go a, extremely like, in depth. I, I would like, say Denny Hamlin I feel for like sure. Denny he would, Hamlin's gonna give you the most like he would tell you straight up exactly what it is. He wouldn't question, care if he was he gonna would, piss off. Yeah. He would just tell you exactly what he thinks. And if it, somebody gets pissed by it, I, he's not gonna care. He's just gonna talk about it on his own I have podcast. A, I, have, I have a. Uh, I would want to know. I want to know. Bj McLeod. Not that you even know Whoa, who that is, probably. What? I want to know how he made it into NASCAR and how he runs. Like, I want to know the financials of, like, how the two teams, Cup and Bush, both run and how they, like, actually make money. Because they do. And he's, he's I've heard bits and pieces of how they talk about it. And I've heard that, like, he's a phenomenal race car driver from, like, all kind of drivers. And they say, like, if he was in the so-and-so car, like, he would kick ass. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I was trying to think of a cool man. Mess. I'm you, going went out there. A, you went on a deep dive. I'm going out there. DJ. All right, I'm so, going out there. That's so, who I'm going with. So we're going to use the uh, the connections that we have of um, our content prince, Sir Ike Everard's uh, girlfriend being in NASCAR PR. 
and we're going to reach out and we're going to try to get I think BJ McLeod probably the most attainable of those yeah. names you guys said oh, 100% right? yeah. Let's try I do think that. any of them are a possibility yeah. yeah I think well I'm saying BJ like, McLeod is a uh, he was one of the first drivers I ever met at, oh, when I went to Kentucky let's do it we, uh, yeah that's that's that sounds like a storybook thing. I say first drivers I ever met first like when I got to go the hot pass thing he you got know, to Kentucky. talk to yeah. yeah like at the racetrack you know yeah. like he has the he's got this like super he's his side of his heads are shaved but the top's like super long yeah. jet black that's a horse cat yes yeah, yeah he's a big guy <laughs> so he McLeod, wears the flat, he wears the flat bill hat and he's like a guy you probably wouldn't want to fuck with i feel like you beat yes your ass. yes that's race rowdy so i feel like that's I am here for it i'm glad i said that like i feel like that's a good one and i would like i said the exact question i would ask is like how how the financials look between the team like that in a team like say Hendrick or even a team like Colleg, you know, whatever. Like I would want to know like how they do that because sometimes that seventy eight Bush series car that Alfredo drives like runs really fucking well. And I would also ask like how the fuck did his throttle hang last weekend? He fucking destroyed that race car. So uh, I would also brutal. ask what happened there. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Well guys, I appreciate y'all coming on and i appreciate you still wanting to do this yeah man despite the crazy last 48 hours i give you credit i feel for you um having been a guy on the road that yeah. has dealt with some shit and had to, had to deal with it the following day where can people go to find you plug the podcast and all that shit Heck dawson yeah. edwards music and I'm at Caleb Conrowdy. caleb's and got a big song uh, yeah, yeah, coming yeah, out yeah, let's yeah, promote real that quick, real quick real quick real quick Grandma's got a granny's got she's got a garden. See, grandma's got a garden. And yes. it might just have a little bit of a weed problem. And I love the content that you've recorded with old Trey Bond. <laughs> Shout out Trey yeah, Bond. Trey Bond recorded some cool content Bro. for us. We went out and we found a little farm stand that they used to sell vegetables out of. Uh, in between got pulled up Jolton and Ashland City. Dawson Dawson Definitely. came with us to take the pictures. The guy that lives right up the gravel driveway from that farmhouse pulled up next to us and was asking us why the hell we were there. And he, so I was like, he's of, definitely about to shoot us. I was like, well, I got a gun in my pocket, so we can definitely <laughs> go to... Like, we can have a six-shooter fucking shoot-off right now <laughs> if it needs to happen. Did that, and uh, Trey, we went back to the house. Trey recorded a bunch of really cool... But he did a great job. I've got to give him a lot of credit. Trey Bonner really killed it. But yeah, we've been, we're putting out a song. Grandma's Garden is coming out June 30th. Which Let's is go. the same week as the, the race? Uh, the same... Uh, it's the following, the week. following Friday. Following week. Following Friday from the Nashville race. The oh, pre-sale okay. goes live on the 15th which is coming up i believe this, this friday today's the 12th yep yeah, yeah i think week. it's either this friday or this thursday something close to it 12 13 14 we're this week dude yeah. you got you got yeah, pre-sale this, this week. week i just don't know which day yep, but so. yeah pre-sale comes up this week i'm posting yeah. about it uh it's a great song if you like uh if you like gardening and if you like taking a break from gardening that's your kind of song and you yeah, like sure. funky country good music yeah who'd you write that with uh i wrote that one by myself no shit. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And then who, and then who, who's producing this one? Uh, so Alex Maxwell came in to Grady Saxman's studio. Grady did a phenomenal job of putting some great players together. Uh, Alex really helped out a lot with putting all the instrumentation, kind of making a couple choices. They the, took the, it, the great composer. Big I, was yeah, Tony Maxwell. I, didn't, I didn't have any good more, more, Moral support. He did it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will give Alex credit. He did a great job of basically just kind of pushing a, a direction for everything. And even Dawson has said it. As many, I've been playing this song since I wrote it in 2016. And I've played it one way and one way only. We went in to record it. They listened to that work tape that I did. And even Dawson said, man, that just sounds so much bigger and different than I ever thought it was going to sound. 
and it's so cool to hear it so fresh. Yeah. So that's awesome. Dude. I, I got to give them a lot of credit. I, they I, did a lot of lot of great work. I can't wait to um, find some gardening, some uh, some gardening uh, product or products some stuff out of a garden that i can enjoy being the california sober guy that i am maybe i'll get so lit up when i'm listening to it i'll start dancing with the chair you, you know should, the, 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 man. The, that's the, the best the, possible the thing you can do. but um but that's freaking that's freaking awesome and it's cool that you guys did, recorded that over at grady's because saxman studios is a sponsor of this podcast so he absolutely kills everything he puts his damn drumsticks on that's man. awesome i'll tell you what fuck yeah well be sure to follow these boys be sure to follow the Raised Rowdy Racing Podcast. If you're on the road, if you go out to a Travis Tritt show, look for them on stage. Holler at them. Come drink a beer with us. Yeah, You'll come, see me yes. trying to put a piece of tape down on the stage. Yes, yes. Get videos. That's what we'll do. If, if you go to a Travis Tritt show, you watch this podcast, you listen to it, get a um, get fo- get content of these guys setting up the stage during changeover. Tag them in it. Raised Rowdy Racing, Dawson Edwards, Caleb Conrowdy, and... Um, We'll, we'll share it, and that'll be how we know people are listening. <laughs> and I would love to connect with you out there in the crowd. We'll come out and <laughs> find you. If you're we, supporting we us, out. I yes. want to support you, too. You come out and find You just let us know you're there, and we'll come out and find you. Hell, yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. It's been another episode of Outside the Round. Shout out to our friends from Big Friendly Productions, Saxman Studios, Whale Tail Media, our boy Mitch Wallace with the digital marketing agency. Of course, sweet boy behind the camera. He's hanging in there. He had a long, long week, and um, they're actually flying up to, or I think he's staying in town, but Trey Lewis is flying up to a festival in New Jersey. Ooh, this weekend, music Fun- festival, Dawson's yep. favorite. Yep, a music festival on a beach. Funny enough, I'm it's the, ah, it's the same. Minute. It's the same crew that put on the festival y'all were just at. But oh, it's in they're New gonna G- be tired. Just but, let them know. but it's in New Jersey, so who knows what the hell can happen? Um, hey, it'll be it'll be it'll be rowdy and awesome. But appreciate you guys checking out this episode. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe. Check out the Raised Rowdy Racing podcast as well. And until next time, I'm Matt Brill, and this has been Outside the Round. For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve, they usually just make them leave.